Oh boy, I'm excited for today's episode. Don't you love that energy? We are back in three, two enough with this fucking iCarly references but what's up guys welcome back to the Jappy Jaws podcast I am your hostess with the mostest the jappiest of some of them all Lindsay Moraskin if you are new here welcome if you are not welcome back bitches you know the drill I hope everybody is doing well having a great week looking forward to the weekend if you're on the east coast I mean and parts of the west coast hope you're staying warm and the snow didn't affect you all too badly I fucking hate snow honestly before I go any further I'm gonna give you guys some instructions and after I give you these instructions I want you all to pause pause me because I want to make sure you're all doing this I want you all to stay as updated as possible on the Jappy Jaws podcast whether that be following me through Instagram Twitter TikTok Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever I'm going to make your life a hell of a lot easier what you're going to do is you're going to slide down on whatever platform you are on Spotify Apple Podcasts Anchor, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening from, slide down so it gives you more of options to see my episodes. And I want you to click the follow and subscribe button and the notification button. Now, what is this going to do for me? Guys, I'm about to fucking tell you. This is going to tell you every single time, notify you every time that I upload a brand new episode. So you don't always have to be referring to your friends or asking them, oh, when's the next episode coming out? When's this? When's that? Guess what? You are going to get the notification right to your phone right then and there. And while you're there, like the episode like the podcast, review the podcast, rate the podcast, give it a nice little five for however many stars you're feeling that day. Let me know what you're thinking. This podcast is about you guys. It's not just about me. It's about you guys. I love your feedback. What you guys tell me brings me such joy, more joy than you could ever really imagine, honestly. I want you to pause me here. I want you to do that and then come back. Oh, And then when you come back, this you can do while listening to me. I want you all to make sure you're staying up to date with all the polls, my thoughts, my TikToks. So I'm going to drop all of the handles that you may need. So on Instagram, you can follow Jappy Jaws at J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S and my personal at L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. And that is also my TikTok and my Twitter if you dare to follow me on there. Now that you've gone ahead and done that, I hope you're all doing well. I really do. I've been thinking about you all. The love and support that you guys gave me continuously, especially after Transfer Tales. And I know I said this last week, but it definitely was a lot harder and not as much as I expected it it was going to be. And I'm just super thankful that I got it over with. I know that sounds terrible, but it's something that weighs so heavily on my mind constantly. And it definitely has shaped me into the human that I am today, as corny as that sounds. I am very appreciative of my experience and I hope that can help someone in the future or in the now. You never know. I want to update you give you some other insight that I've realized since then on me where my head's at how I'm doing because I know you guys care I have never felt so confident in feeling confused about my life I'm gonna say that again I have never felt so confident in feeling so confused about my life and where I'm going which I know is very strange and weird to say I mean I think we all can agree that we all have good days we all have bad days we don't know what's going on with the world the whole pandemic I think definitely puts a lot more pressure on us and the weather you know especially being an east coast gal seasonal depression you know kicks in it gets to a lot of people we are all really limited with what we can do when if we can see people meet new people do other things missing out on 
maybe opportunities that would have came had this not happened. It's kind of making me go a little stir crazy, but in a good way. I've been thinking of things that I want to do post pandemic. And I know right now it may seem like that is so far away and so far fetched that it's not even worth being in a sentence because honestly, I don't know when this is going to end. But I really do have hope. And I really hope there's a light at the end of the fucking tunnel because I'm holding out for a hero once again, you know, like my TikTok stuff. And by the way, I, I posted a good one. All right. Like, I honestly, I just love the shit that other people do. Sometimes I copy it. I need to become more original. However, go fucking like my TikTok and comment. I am confident in feeling the way that I do because I have to stop putting so much pressure on myself and pressure on other people to do things right away. And I think the number one thing that I've learned throughout this entire pandemic and this whole process of becoming post-grad, starting a podcast, getting an adult job, is that I really don't have patience for anything. And I knew that beforehand, but now I've really learned that I don't have patience for anything or anyone. And I know that sounds bad. However, this is my reasoning why. I always knew I was very impatient. I'm very go, go, go. I like to do things right away. I like to accomplish things. However, with patience comes time. Does that make sense? And I feel like I'm constantly running out of time and I don't know why. Every day I look at something on social media or in the news or just even within my day-to-day life and I'm like, wow, another day wasted. And it really isn't another day wasted. And it's a terrible mindset. So I hope no one else does that. But I've learned that even though I have so much time, especially during the day and doing things on the weekends because there's nothing literally to do for me. Like I see my friends, I do what I can, what I'm limited to, especially because I am being careful, but there's nothing really to catch up on because there's not much going on. So my patience has really lacked and I feel like I'm seeing a lot of things for their true color, but I find myself feeling confident in that once that little rut is over and once I learn patience and that I don't need to just sit around and wait for things to happen, like it does take time, that this pandemic this waiting around for something even without a pandemic is going to pay off in the end and I think a lot of people can relate we're all just waiting around for something to happen and yes you have to do things in order for something to happen but you have to be patient I always say Rome wasn't built in a day however I wish it was I find myself feeling more confident in me knowing where I'm going to get that every day is a new process that every day is a new goal to set mindset is fucking key and everyone is always like oh like blah 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 mindset is key oh I'm gonna feel great about myself like bullshit yeah you're gonna try to that doesn't mean you're going to every single time and we have to start setting more realistic goals in order to actually achieve what we want and beyond because if you set like a normal standard and this doesn't have to just apply to yourself if you set that standard you're gonna somehow some way go beyond that standard than you think because sometimes and everybody knows this if you set a standard way too fucking high sometimes it's literally unobtainable and I know that sounds harsh and some people might disagree and I would love to hear why people don't agree with that fact but I promise you when you set a standard and you go each step so you meet that standard it's like a goal setting type thing instead of a standard you meet one goal you move on to the next and you grow and you get better so I have confidence and hope with my confused feelings I want to do better for me my mind my health my body how I feel about myself internally and externally and for my friends too I want to hold people more accountable I feel like I let shit slide under the rug way too often I want to hold more people accountable to their actions and their words and they're doing. So I am 
adjusting myself day by day in this confused feeling of what I want to do next. I hope that makes sense. Maybe that'll inspire someone else. Let me know if that makes sense to you or if you find comfort in the unknown as well. With trying to get myself on track and trying to understand like, you know, life, mindset, all those positive affirmation shits on TikTok, I've honestly been saying, I have hope that it will get better. I don't know when it will, but I have hope. I am trying this new thing and I am here to tell you what that new thing is. Now, I've really been on this kick of like self-care, taking care of myself, doing what's best for me. And recently, I've had another sort of awakening that I need to start treating my body like a temple. I need to look at myself like the goddess I am, Aphrodite who? But sometimes, and I've mentioned this last week, when you are recovering and you are dealing with having an eating disorder, it's a lot harder to look at yourself and feel so confident and beautiful all the time. Definitely weighs on me every day, but I'm at a very great place with myself right now. I have grown to learn a better relationship with food and I'm in a great place right now. However, I have a weakness and this really didn't become so apparent to me till I started living with my roommate. When I was younger, I would always be the one going for chips, pretzels, snacking everywhere, goldfish, you name it. We had it at my house and I we all wanted it. I always liked like the standard cookies, cake, brownies, never anything extraordinary. But my roommate used to work at a bakery and is an amazing baker, knows tips and tricks up the wazoo of what you could do with literally like five ingredients and make it into something special. Once we started living together and we started baking together, I was like, holy shit, this is a whole new world of like sweets that I didn't even know because I've never been a candy person. I much more am like chocolate, savory type stuff. Miss me with that sweet tarts? Give me a cookie. And once I started living with her, I just craved a sweet tooth all the time. Like, give me a cannoli, an eggclair. Oh, they all just do it for me. And my sister has always been this phenomenal baker. And it's not even really a baker, I should say, because she literally makes phenomenal chocolate chip cookies. And they're not from scratch. They're literally from the tub of like Nestle Toll House Pillsbury that you get at Costco or BJ's. Like straight up, she takes an ice cream scooper and goes in there. But somehow, someway, they are so fucking amazing and they don't even taste like their uh quick fix when she has that tub i Lindsay, tend to you know go way too far deep with eating cookie dough i've always had that weakness but i am living proof honestly that salmonella does not exist in cookie dough at least because there have been so many different instances that i should have definitely been infected and this is my karma and it's gonna jinx me i know it there have been so many times by cookie dough that i should have been affected with salmonella and i wasn't so i think that's a myth i just love cookie dough i never say no to it but one of the things i wanted to try with my body is like okay let's see how I react if I give up some sort of food that I'm always eating and I eat like a rather healthy lifestyle except when it comes to cookie dough and desserts so for the month of February I decided for all of 2021 I'm going to give up something each month whether that's a food something of the sorts to see how it will affect my body like I know at one point I want to give up dairy and see how my skin reacts for the month of February I decided that I'm going to give up desserts except 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 on my dad's birthday because it's bad luck if you don't have birthday cake and you can't say no to birthday cake, okay? But you're all saying, what did you give up in January, Lindsay? Nothing. I decided I wanted to do this like January 25th, 26th, something like that. But better late than never, you know? So I will keep you all updated with how I do with no sweets for the entire month of February. And let me just say, thank the Lord himself, Moses and Adam, that February is a lot shorter than the other months. Maybe if I do well with it, I will learn how to, you know, limit my cookie dough intake a little bit. I will keep you posted. I'm having you all keep me accountable and hold me accountable to my cookie dough intake. Now, I know you all are wondering what I have to say about this week's episode about The Bachelor. First of all, 
I'm confused. I am very, very, very confused because I don't know how I feel about the season. So many people have been giving me so many mixed reviews. We like people. We don't like people. I've heard this. I've heard that. And I think social media plays such a big role because now we live in a day and age where all we're doing is looking up shit and digging up on people. So I feel like we're getting a lot more of a hefty load of things about the contestants, about Matt, about the franchise. This past week, fucking Dylan Barber wanted to air out all the drama with ABC. And I'm just like, brother, I mean, give it to me. But like, I feel like they always go to that line of like, oh, I feel like bringing up some dirt or whatever. And then because of their contract, they can't. Or because they don't want to, or they get a little scared, they don't. And it's a tease for us all because we're like, okay, tell us the truth then. What actually happened? I feel like especially now, like I said, we are in a completely different day and age with all this stuff. I feel like we didn't find out half the shit about some of the contestants like a season or two ago than we do now. And I kind of appreciate it more so because I'm like, oh, now I know where that's gonna end up. But anywho, I'm just so fucking happy, regardless of anything, that the fucking queen, quote unquote, but Victoria and Anna are gone. First of all, if you want to talk about a classless exit, and I know I'm being harsh and I'm kind of contradicting myself, but literally it was television. It was on my screen. There was no beating around the bush. Talk about Victoria's exit. She literally contradicted, was so hypocritical, and literally I think she had two different sides of her that she saw herself. It was just straight manipulation from day one. And I think Matt genuinely wanted to get rid of her from the very, very beginning. But because of ratings and because people would be talking like this, he let her stay. There's also something interesting that I found, and this could go for not even just Victoria. It could go for Anna, any of the other contestants. But I follow this one account on Instagram that's private, very exclusive. I don't know how exclusive because it let me follow it. It gives updates and everything of the sorts about the entertainment industry. Someone replied to them about the whole Victoria situation and said, I'm a reality TV producer and wanted to point out obvious editing on The Bachelor's part to alter what the contestants say. They do it all the time. In this video, you can hear Victoria say these losers in a different tone pitch than the words before and after those two. This is called Frankenbiting. It's when you piece together words people say to make a sentence so they quite literally manipulate what comes out of their mouths. I'm a huge fan of The Bachelor, but I see how producers alter the storylines with tricks like this. Be nice, everyone. Things aren't always as they seem. Now, I do believe that to an extent okay I do understand where that is coming from and I do have sympathy because I learned that in school that's what I got my fucking degree in I think it's hard to manipulate and to edit together something or someone like that or honestly I think the producers had some sort of little flavor added into that and they were in cahoots with Victoria to put on this facade I watched that little clip of her from a little bit ago on Good Morning America or something and I mean she was kind of similar but I think she knew it was on a grander scheme of things not everybody watched is The Bachelor, but majority of people watch Good Morning America or it comes up on their feed. I think that Frankenbiting is definitely something that takes place in Bachelor shit all the time. Producers know what people want to see and what they want to hear, but I think the producers are going a little too far deep with the Frankenbiting. That's all I'm going to say about that. The dates this week, first of all, Rachel. I don't know how I feel about her. I've seen a lot of rumors, like I said, from social media, but walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, then it's a fucking duck people. I don't know how many times I need to say that. I mean, I would also cry and be overwhelmed if I was taken on a shopping spree date and then get gifted a pair of Louboutins. I mean, that is the key to my heart. If anybody wants to send me a pair, I'm like a seven and a half. Red bottoms only. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, like not really, but I don't know. I didn't see the connection. And I think where the Frankenbiting comes into place is like he is saying that he has all these connections with all these girls and that he's falling in love and he could see themselves with them. But I feel like we've been just so centered around the drama that we miss out on those little moments where having 
having those intimate and one-on-one conversations. But even on the date with Matt and Rachel, when they were in the horse and carriage thing, I feel like she didn't have much to say or he didn't have much to say. I also still feel as if Kit is like a fish out of water. I don't know where the hell that relationship came from or, and this is gonna sound terrible, how she got the one-on-one. She also didn't even have two commercial breaks like most of the other ones. Oh my God. And I think that the producers are really nook and crannying the entire jealousy thing about getting a one-on-one. Every girl knows and will have their feelings when they're on The Bachelor and even when you're a guy on The Bachelorette, how you're gonna feel seeing someone else getting a one-on-one that's not you. Totally fine, happens. But you're almost prepared for that in a way. I think the producers are just trying to make it look a lot worse. And I think what they're saying about how they're feeling is true. But I think they're making it look even worse because of the tone that has already been set for the season. Also, the pooping date, not a fan of. Like, it was cute. But maybe if that was a one-on-one, not a group date. I don't know what the point was and how everyone was supposed to, you know, like, get along. I don't want to make any comments just yet about Jasenia and MJ's beef. I want to wait till next week to see how it plays out. To be completely honest, Matt James, please do better. Please, please, please. Producers do better. I don't even want to blame Matt James, but I can tell you what I'm excited about. Tyler fucking Cameron is coming next week. I really didn't know if he was going to come. I was hoping he was going to be there for his hometown date, but I'm glad that he's going to be there like solo dolo. But I know if I was a contestant, I would be like, oh my God, I, I would just flirt with Tyler. Like I would just have a hard time paying attention. I wouldn't know who I would have my pick from. I would just be so overwhelmed. I'd be flirting with both of them. Anywho, Bachelor, so-so. Not feeling it that much, but I am someone that sticks through it till the end, and I will do so. I'm curious to see how it really plays out, honestly. Till the next week of more drama and more sagas and more Matt James and Tyler Cameron, obviously. (laughs) I'm sure you're all wondering, Lindsay, when are you getting to the juicy part of this episode? Now, you sexy motherfuckers, my jars, I want you to sit down, relax. If you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. But if you're not driving, sit down, relax, have a Capri Sun nearby, a tequila ginger ale, a White Claw, a milkshake, a coffee, whatever you please. But I want you to sip while you're listening to this because I feel like when you're sipping, you really ingest and learn and get more knowledge, if you will, from what I say. I don't know. That's a theory I have. But we are going to be talking about shooting our shots and how to shoot your shot. With Valentine's Day coming up, I'm sure so many people are feeling either the love from their loved ones or they're feeling a little bit more single Pringle this year with lockdown and really staying at home, not really getting too fancy pantsy. Now, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I do not shoot my shot often. I like a chase. I like when a guy chases me. I like when someone takes the initiative and gives me a reason to want to respond and to talk and to, you know, give a little energy to. But I have had my moments where I've shot my shot and I've been successful. However, I haven't had too many moments where I've done such a thing and I can really amp it up. So of course, I went to my trusty, reliant sources, the people that I value their opinions that are quite literally self-proclaimed professionals at shooting their shot or how to give the best advice to do so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get straight to the point. You may think that my version and what I've accumulated from these sources may not work for you, doesn't seem right. And that's okay if that's the route you want to take. However, I'm not only just saying that these are the do's and don'ts and that there is a right way or a wrong way about going about shooting your shot with a guy or girl. However, this is like almost scientifically proven that it'll work 10 times better for you. But I also think that the people that think that they can shoot their shot best or don't need any pointers are the people that aren't as 
successful. So I want you to take this with a grain of salt. I haven't said that in like three episodes. Jesus. I think that you need to be open-minded and I think people need to learn that we also live in such a different day and age. Dating in a pandemic fucking sucks. It's so much harder than dating in a non-pandemic. It seems as if that was light years ago. However, I urge you to listen and I promise you, you're going to be called out on some of your shit and you're going to be like, damn. But then I'm going to give you all the knowledge and all the tips that you need so that for the next time, for the follow-up of shooting your shot, you don't even have to worry about that. And you'll be more confident. And don't get me wrong. If I didn't come to you or you didn't come to me about something that you would like to add, tell me, DM me, let me know. Leave a review of what's worked for you and what hasn't worked for you. I'd love to know because you can't just rely on what I'm saying. I'm only giving you a brief synopsis, kind of. Be open-minded to new things. Listen to other people. If someone's saying like, yo, dude, like that's a little creepy. You shouldn't be messaging like that. Or one of your friends is like, sis, do not respond to his story like that. I am going to tell you and guide you in a direction that is going to help you in so many more ways than one. So buckle up because we're going to fucking go and we're going hard. Now I want to start off with a little story about corny pickup lines or any sort of grossness that comes with it. Now I've received so many in my time. In the 22 years I've lived, I've definitely received quite a lot of pickup lines, whether that was on a dating app in person or in my DMs or even in a text message with someone I was like talking to at the time. But I want to give you one of my favorite stories to start off with that really is the kicker for me of all pickup lines. So we're going to take it back to ninth grade. Talking to this boy, I was in love with him. We were basically like dating from seventh to ninth grade. Always on and off. Always had feelings for each other. Looking back now, I cringe at every single fucking moment. He's the reason I found out what a blowjob was, but that's for another time. Anywho. <laughs> I was away on a teen tour and he had stopped by my house to come talk to me. Obviously, I was not home. And he started texting me, talking to me, trying to, you know, get me back. We were about to be in high school together. It was just a one of a kind romance. And I was just really playing my best hard to get game at the time. I was so confused. I did not know what I wanted. I was also starting a new school. High school is so much different than middle school. So I, I was giving him a tough time. And I once said to him, I'm on the fence about you, little 14 year old Lindsay. And this man had the audacity to respond. Well, if you're on the fence, I'm on the other side just in case you fall. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the pickup line that did it for me then and there. That is the best one I've ever gotten. And I'm 22 years old. That happened years ago. And that is the one that still is a kicker and that I remember. And has really set the standard, honestly, for corny pickup lines. However, obviously that relationship didn't work out wish him the best. It taught me so many different things from a very young age. Don't use fucking corny pickup lines. All right, people? The one way that you're going to get someone by shooting your shot is not by a corny pickup line. Whether you're in person or if you're sliding into the DMs, however which way you are shooting your shot, I cannot stress this enough by saying stupid little liners that you think are going to get their attention just because they're silly. It's not going to work. This past week, I'm some random ass dude who I have zero idea who they are randomly slid into my DMs with NASA's Instagram profile. And I was like, what the fuck? And he goes, this you? All right get it my beauty's out of this world ha 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 goodbye sniff smell catch you on the flip i know my beauty is out of this world however is that the best you have i'd rather like that message than answer that bullshit that's how you don't shoot your shot and i know that might sound harsh and you're like damn that's like my go-to oh my god Lindsay, that's like harsh what if the kid was nice i don't care if you want to talk to me i want to know that you want to talk to me obviously looks play a role into how you shoot your shot and when you're messaging someone however you're not gonna do well if you're just basing it off of that how do you expect me to have a serious conversation with you. And 
And I know a lot of people get confused when it comes to stories too. And it comes to sliding into the DMs about sending a picture from Instagram. I'm going to tell you right now, sliding up on someone's story with hard eyes or saying, you look adorable, you're so beautiful. Trust me, I know I'm cute and shit. We all know that. We're purposely posting this. We don't just go and put stuff up that we look good in just because we feel like it. Maybe sometimes, yeah. But oddly enough, and one of my friends pointed this out, most of the time when girls especially do this, they want that attention and they're sad. They're craving that little, you know, ounce of like, tell me I'm pretty. Yes, we like that, but what's gonna make you stand out if you really wanna go and shoot your shot right there is if you create a conversation. And I've noticed this on TikTok and Instagram and social media with people like randomly commenting on people that have a huge following or posting something saying, let me get on that best friends list. It's not cute. Point blank, period. You look like a creep. Any work is work, but when you put in the work, baby, do better. Miss me with a pickup line. You will be left on red. Now, instead of doing this, my best advice for you is to slide in with something a little bit easier, somewhat relatable. Guys will often reply to a story, and this has worked in the past with my guy friends, that they'll kind of say something semi-relatable and then small talk it with you for a little bit. And then eventually they'll be like, hey, I don't often check my Insta DMs or Snapchat, like here's my number, text me. Or sometimes, and I know I've been guilty of doing this to other people, I don't like checking my DMs, I don't check Snap, here's my number, text me. I think that is a better approach about going about it. And then from that point on, you are more than in the clear to do whatever you want from there. And with that, when you start this little conversation and then you ask for their number, or if they give you their number, you are attentive, you're being persistent. And then when it comes to actually meeting up and going on a date or hanging out, it's a lot easier. It's a lot more comfortable. You've kind of already gotten a chance to know this person. Or even if it's someone that's a mutual friend of a friend and you somehow find some sort of connection to that person, it makes it a hell of a lot easier once you're initiating that conversation and seeing where you're going from there. Another huge don't that you should not be doing is being overly aggressive. Now, I'm not saying that you don't need to be a little aggressive because sometimes when you add in that little flavor and spice, you get what you want. And if you're going after something, that you want. You have to be a little bit more angsty about it. You have to show that that's what you want. And I think that comes a lot if you're more into a sexual experience with someone or a hookup with someone rather than just being like, oh, like, hey, what's up? I think guys often try to be too aggressive or don't realize that what they're doing is more aggressive in a way because it comes off more masculine. It's sexy. It's hot. Yes, sometimes it is. However, if you're being too aggressive and you're being too needy and too on top of me about shit or you're trying to get me to want to talk to you more when I'm already kind of giving you the hint that I'm not into it, it's time to take a hint, take a hike. Everyone likes when someone is persistent, but when you're messaging someone five times in a row per se, or snapping them and there's no response, I think you have your answer right there. I appreciate, and I think other people can appreciate you wanting, but you look desperate and annoying, and chances are you're already not being enticing enough. If someone already didn't give you the hint already, this is your hint to take. People need to work off substance, and also if you're not giving off that substance and you're being cut and dry and not continuing a conversation, why would we want to respond to someone like that? Especially if they're being aggressive, like, why didn't you answer me? Well, I didn't want to because you weren't making the conversation very exciting anyway. Be careful with your words. Also, it's important to show personality when you're texting someone or you're talking to them in person. When you're in the DMs and you're shooting your shot and say if it's a mutual friend of a friend and you somehow find some sort of connection to this person, it brings a lot of comfort. Like, you know who that person is from that other person perspective that you have a mutual understanding of. You could be a completely different person when you meet them and when it's time to be like, oh, like, hey, it's nice to finally meet 
you and you want to give them almost a tease of your personality of what they're going to get but make it so much more greater in person that holy shit like he was so amazing she was so amazing over text but in person she just wowed me you know you have to give a little but not give it all in one shot now another big pro tip that I never really realized I guess till one of my friends brought it to my attention I understand guys have a hard time or girls have a hard time reaching out to someone that they're interested in they don't know how to go about it all the time I understand that that's why I'm here this is why we're talking about how to do better with shooting your shot I think if you are going to wish someone a happy birthday and then shoot your shot you look d-u-m-b dumb birthdays only come around once a year my mind goes to so you waited all year for the one special day that comes around to be like hey happy birthday hope you're doing well obviously someone's gonna thank you and be like oh thanks so much hope you're doing great too blah 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 don't be like yeah everything's good by the way what are you up to trying to make conversation nobody on their birthday really wants to make conversation they just want to be oh my god hi yes thank you so much I love you you're so amazing I'm so thankful to have you in my life they want to end it there they really don't want to just continue a conversation unless they're celebrating that birthday with you I'm guilty of it I'm just you know what it's overwhelming I don't need to continue the conversation anymore someone being like oh like I miss you we should hang out and more than likely because it's that person's birthday they don't want to seem like a bitch or an asshole they'll be like oh absolutely like I'll definitely hit you up and then if someone's more persistent or more annoying I should say I mean like oh wait like I don't think I have your number anymore or if you don't have mine here's it don't wait for the birthday if you're gonna shoot your shot if you're gonna be like hey like we should hang out we should go out sometime I would love to take you out for a drink say it to them on any other given day besides their birthday birthdays are not an excuse now when it comes to shooting your shot through social media I want to give you guys another little quick story so there was a guy I went to high school with that I legit have never spoken a single word in person to I knew who he was because we graduated together that's really it he had no idea who I was all of a sudden one year he followed me on Instagram okay cool liked a few of my pictures great I also can't stand that if you are going to follow me or randomly like a few of my pictures that is not going to provoke a message for me to you I'll take the like whatever like my pictures all you want but I can assure you that no one's really gonna go out of their way after you do that to someone and be like hey what's up like saw you like my picture what's good I don't think that that's how it works and if you're gonna do that just slide in the fucking dms and be like hey how's it going like what are you up to and make conversation or if you really want to I'm really opposed to this if you're gonna send someone's instagram story to them and be like oh my god like you went to that game too such a crazy night right I'm not encouraging you to do that but I guess if that's the way you're gonna go but I can assure you if you're just randomly liking four of the girl or four of the guys pictures randomly that is not gonna provoke them to message you anywho back to my story so graduated with this kid never spoke to him follow me on instagram okay i followed you back then he followed me on twitter and then on visco and then somehow he added my snapchat i do not have my snapchat anywhere for anyone to add because i quite literally fucking hate snapchat like if i'm flirting with you obviously i'm gonna snapchat you but i don't need to be snapchatting my friends random ass ugly selfies of my face but i was just like what the fuck so i added him back because i just wanted to see if he would even try and talk to me then the kid fucking adds me to his private story dude we have never even said hello to each other. I don't think I've ever even liked a photo you posted on Instagram. No shade, but then all of a sudden he deleted me off everything. Sniff smell, no hair off my ass. Then he does the entire thing again. So then one day I posted a story of me. I guess it was a thirst trap, probably. And the kid messages me finally and has the balls to say something and says, hey, I don't know if this is weird or not. I always see your stuff on Visco and you seem mad cool. So I figured I'd say what's up. Okay, first of all, the fact that you are now messaging me after a year of trying to like chase me on Instagram I'm doing this follow thing what took so long at that point but the first line I want you guys all to know that if you start off saying hey I don't know if this is weird or not it is fucking weird you do not need to say something that shows that you're insecure or you're feeling weird about even trying to do what you're 
doing by sliding into my DMs. I just think that's kind of unattractive and I don't think anybody should really respond to anybody that says, hey, I know this is weird. Have confidence. You need to be bold and you need to show that you're willing to be like, hey, what's up? How's it going? I have so much more appreciation for someone that is owning up that they're sliding in because guess what? That'll make me more attracted to you. Then saying that you're looking at my shit over and over again. Thank you. I appreciate that. But that also gives me like stalkerish vibes. I don't think just telling someone, oh, I've looked up and down your profiles and on Visco and on Instagram and on this and on that. Thanks. What am I supposed to say? Like, yes, I am cool. I know that. If you're going to approach a situation like that and you want to talk to a girl and you've done not such of a great job in the past, I think you should just go in for the kill and then see what happens. I probably maybe would have answered if he was like, hey, what's going on? Like, love that fit. I would be like, oh, thanks. Show me that you're interested in what I'm wearing, not about what I'm just posting. And here's another method that I saw with sliding into the DMs that some girl on TikTok was giving. And I read some of the comments and it did work for some people. So I mean, kudos, but I was talking with a bunch of people and I asked them if given that scenario, what they would do. And we all kind of came to the same conclusion. Personally, I think if you want to be taken seriously and actually get to the next level of like fucking and sucking or potentially dating, whatever you want to fucking do it, you don't do this. So she was saying that you should watch that person's story, whoever you're interested in, a guy or a girl, and send some sort of emoji. Okay. And then be like, oops, sorry, that was an accident. So then they're inclined to respond, oh, like all good. And then you can be like, oh, so how's your day going? What are you up to today? And then start conversation. Honestly, you look dumb. I, there's no other way of putting it. I think if you're accidentally sliding up with an emoji of some kind on a story and saying, oops, didn't mean to do that. Either way, they're going to be like, oh, it's all right. Like, I don't care. Or they'll leave you on red. When you want to talk to someone and want to slide in or approach them, just do it. What's the worst thing that happens? You get rejected. You get left on red. Sheesh. Guess what? Bigger and better things. Don't make yourself look silly by pretending to be like, whoops, sorry. I just think that's not the way to go about doing that. I don't even think twice if someone accidentally does that to me. I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever, no hair off my ass. I ignore it or I'll be like, oh, it's okay. I'm not gonna engage in a conversation. I think that's kind of silly. And if you wanna talk to the person you're going to, stop trying to find ways to beat around the bush and be like, oops, haha, here I am. No, if you're gonna bend and snap, fucking bend and snap. That's not how you do it. When you bend and snap, you are doing it with an intent. This has no intent behind it. This is just being like, oh, let's see what type of attention I can get from sending something like this. Now, if you are going to do that, I will give you the best advice that you could do so you don't sound as silly or quote unquote how I said dumb. Just be like, oh, hey, like I saw that you were out at this party the other night or I saw that the other day you were practicing. What's been going on with that? Pretend you are interested in something that they're doing or that they have posted, not just an emoji. Make it known that you've paid attention to what they're doing because someone's gonna be like, oh, she takes an interest. Oh, he knows what I'm doing. When they see that there's more of an effort and not just like, and mm-hmm, didn't mean to do that. It's more enticing for someone to answer and then you'll get more of a reaction out of it. When it comes to approaching someone in person, this is a scenario that I think so many girls, including myself, have gone through. I don't know how guys normally feel about this. For me personally, when it comes to approaching a guy in person, I just go for it. I don't care. Also, when you have a little liquid courage in you, it does help. If I want something, I'm going to go after it. So many other people are like that as well. And if they think that they want to pursue you, they are going to. Sometimes I do like to play a little hard to get. Like I'll do a little a little tease and I'm sure other people will too but when you know what you want you go out and you go fucking get it 
okay? When it comes to approaching a girl, and this is for my guys that are struggling with approaching girls at a party, a bar, a club, some sort of outdoor scene. This is what I want you all to do. I have been in many situations or I've seen people being put in these situations where guys will consistently hit up, oh, like come to my frat party, come to this party, this day long, come here, come there. And sometimes they'll go and they'll be like, okay, yeah, like I'll let you know when I'm here or you'll see them right away. And there was an instance where this one guy at school would constantly constantly do this to me and when I would go to some of these parties I wouldn't go every single time but the times that he was like oh no like I want to see you blah 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 I was like all right let's see he's giving me the attention you get to the party they don't acknowledge you the entire time they kind of hide in a corner hang with their friends stand behind the DJ booth are on door duty and I'm just like you keep begging me to come. You keep begging me to be here. And my friends have done this too, but you don't talk to me. Like I had a great time regardless if you came up to me or not and you wanted me here. Or if they see someone all day and that they had no idea who they were and they find out through a friend and decide later on to be like, hey, I saw you at this bar, this club or this party day long, whatever you want to fucking call it. And I thought you were cool or whatever. So I just figured I'd say what's up. To be perfectly honest with you, I'd be that asshole that would respond to that message or that DM or that text snap. Just because I like the attention. I want to know why they didn't want to come up to me during the party. But sometimes you'll get a response out of them, more than likely. But I can guarantee you that you will be 10 times more successful when you swallow your pride and walk up to that person that day or night at the bar at the day long. Because even though you did make an effort and you're claiming that you had saw them all day and you thought they were cool from a distance, what stopped you from approaching them? And they're going to ask with no doubt. Everyone needs to just stop hiding behind a phone and go for it. Be bold. Be confident. The world is not a dating app. You can't just hide behind your phone forever. If you want something and you see it in person, fucking go for it. What is the worst thing that could possibly happen? Honestly, nothing bad can come from that except for maybe a, no, sorry, I'm not interested. All right, maybe it'll hurt your ego a little bit, but guess what? On to the next. Someone else will take that attention from that other person. And honestly, when guys wouldn't own up to doing this and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean to, I just got caught up. No, I saw you the entire time or I saw that you were doing other stuff and hiding. Don't be shy, be confident, be bold. I don't know how much more I can reiterate that. And they don't like being called out on their shit. They're like, well, you didn't come to me. Bitch, you were the one that asked me to come to the party. And then when I did say hello to you, you were like, oh, hey, little side hug. That's not how we play it here. You can't have your cake and eat it too. If you want something, bake it. You know, I don't know if that analogy made sense, but I'm pretty sure it did. We are in a pandemic. No shit, Sherlock. Obviously we are in a pandemic. We are living in a time where we are living and breathing for dating apps. Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, Raya, Locks Club, you name it, somebody has it. Honestly, I have zero desire to meet anybody right now and I'm just doing me. I want something to come naturally. But when it comes to Hinge, because this is where I'm an expert, expert on it. And even when it comes to Tinder and Bumble, I haven't been on those apps probably since my sophomore year of college. So I'm not sure what that really looks like anymore. But when you're trying to slide into someone's DMs on that, look at their profile, look at their prompts and either like that prompt that you see one of them or like a picture. And then when they match with you, you're gonna say something about something else on their profile. For me, when I was dating this one kid, he had liked one of the pictures of me, but then slid in with a response to one of my prompts being like, so what's this about? It seemed as if he was looking at my profile and took interest in what I had to say. Or if you decide to go another route, like a prompt, and then when you match with them, slide in saying, oh, you went to a Penn State game? Like, tell me about it. I love Penn State. I went once, it was amazing. That's like, oh shit, we can bond over something that we both like. Also, the subtle use of emojis is fine, but do not send me fucking devil ears. Do not send me your mouth like drooling over me till we are, you know, really like talking, talking. That shit's not gonna fly. When you shoot your shot and you're only using emojis, it makes someone think, hmm, 
Do they know any other words? Do they speak a language that I don't know? Like, am I supposed to decode this emoji translation of some kind? No. If you want to send a laughing emoji when you're talking, do it. But don't go in there with hard eyes, devil emojis, and all this other shit because you will not get a response. How is someone supposed to answer hard eyes aside from a thank you? Where is that conversation going to go from there? Don't ask me what's up. I'm not going to tell you what's up. I'll tell you what's up, actually. The sky. I'll be an obnoxious asshole about it. Start a conversation and take interest. Now, for my own personal experience with shooting my shot. I have two instances that I'm really going to refer to best. What I've learned, even when I haven't shot my shot, when I'm just in the stages of kind of talking to someone, seeing where this is going to go, you learn the language of that boy or that girl of what they like. And for me, I've always been attracted to guys that love sports. Over the years, learn to grow and appreciate sports, learn things. I do actually love football, so I do get a lot more brownie points when I talk about that shit. But once you start to talk about and show that you know and have some sort of interest in the sport that they like or the team that they like, you are golden from there on out. Trust me, it's worked for me a billion and one times. You learn how to play the field just as much as they love playing the field themselves and watching other people play the field. Hmm, you like that one? I promise you. So once you start talking to this person and say that it is a guy or a girl that likes sports and they like a certain team, a certain player, a certain sport, you learn the language. You get to know what they like and it prepares you for other future endeavors. For instance, I was at a party once and there was a guy wearing a jersey for a hockey team that I wasn't really a big fan of. I don't know much about hockey. My family's into it. So I know what I need to know about it. I just approached him because I was like, he's cute. I'm going to go after it. And so you start that little small talk from there and you talk about oh we have this little rivalry of oh you like that team I like this team how can we get it going whose team is better and then it kind of creates that flirty banter and then you talk about other things and then you start being a little bit more touchy-feely you start talking a little bit more about other things and you start getting a little bit more intimate next thing you know your mouths are locked on each other you're fucking in the next room and it's all golden from there but if you're not in a position where you're not at a party, you're not at a bar, you're not at a club, wherever, and you're trying to do it through their DMs. Some guys quite often will repost a TikTok, repost a score, repost a player, something on their story. I feel like they post that stuff way more often than anything else on their Instagram or Snapchat stories. So girls, what you're going to do is you're going to do your homework on how to better educate yourself on that sport, that team, that player, whatever they posted about. And then you're going to slide up and start talking to them about it. And sometimes, honestly, if you already know what you're talking about great but if you disagree with what they're posting that makes it a little bit better because like I said you start that little flirty banter you start going into more conversations they ask you what other teams you watch what else you like they find some sort of way to continue the conversation and then it progresses from there when this has happened to me vice versa I've always made it known to pretty much every guy that my love language before anything else is music if you send me a song I'm instantly wet for you point blank period there's no going around the bush about that and a kid I was dating would send me songs all the time and he'd be like oh I listen to this like what do you think of this or oh this song reminded me of you or that artist that you were telling me about the other day when someone takes the time and they're just like "Ooh, I like that or they slide up on a story and be like holy shit like I love their album have you ever listened to this that makes me want to respond you have to look like you have interest and even if you don't it's gonna get you so much farther in conversation and way more of a better increase shooting your shot type deal than anything else than a stupid heart eye emoji when you're finally in conversation with this person after you shot your shot they answered you great awesome wow what do you do from there we're already talking 
How do you get out of that DM? How do you get out of that Snapchat? How do you resort to something that you wanna take it to the next level? You just simply say, can I get your number? What's your number? Or they'll give it to you. Just be consistent, learn things about them. The whole process of talking to someone, even if you're just looking for a hookup, you get to that point where you're just like, oh, like, hey, what are you looking for? What's up? What's your deal? Be honest from the get-go because if you're honest from the get-go with what you want, you're going to get what you want or you're not gonna get anything at all. And it saves lots of time, lots of energy. If you're stringing someone along for X amount of time because you're unsure of what you want or they're not really on the same page with you of what you want. If you want to date, if you want to fuck, don't be afraid to just say it point blank period. And then when it comes to meeting them and having that time to actually hang out, date, don't be afraid to put pressure on a situation after they slide into your DMs and they start talking about what they want to do with you, where you want to go, if they want to take you here, if they want to hang out at your house, if they want you to meet your family, all that bullshit. Great. Tell me when. Put pressure on them. Don't just haha yes for sure your way out of it because then that looks like you're not interested. They shot their shot. You're entertaining it. Put the pressure back on them for it to happen. Everyone loves a chase in a game. If they want to chill and do all this shit with you, then they will make plans to chill with you or to take you on a date. So tell them you're ready by heating it up a little bit more by saying, okay, tell me when. When is this happening? And guess what? If they don't respond positively to that, then clearly they were just having some fun just texting you. And I know that might sound a little harsh, but wouldn't you rather save all that time and energy for someone else that actually does want to talk to you. And once you do that, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, let's hang out. Let's do this. Say the word date if you're going on a date. If you're going out in public, that's a date. You're not just hanging out. You're not chilling with someone. You're going on dates. If you're hanging out at a house and it's not really going anywhere else, fine. You're chilling. I feel like everyone likes to beat around the bush and is so scared around the word date. I mean, I am too. It's fine. But it's just a word and it really doesn't mean anything until it gets a little bit deeper after, say, like the sixth date. I'm going to say that's a safe bet because I feel like that's when you really start to know where the other person's head's at, if you really start hanging out in other places, if you're going to their house, if you're meeting some of their friends, if you're meeting family, that's when you really determine it. But don't be afraid of just a fucking word because guess what? You're going to go on a date at some point in your life. And it might be the best time ever. It might be the worst time ever as long as you're trying it. Okay, everyone? For some of the final don'ts that you should not be doing when you're shooting your shot, first things first, and I think I've made this very clear in other episodes talking about this stuff, do not ask for a Snapchat. Please, that is not how we communicate unless it's for a hookup. Honestly, I could understand maybe being like, oh, sending a nude here, being a little foreplay like, and then have their number and be like, on my way, here, thanks, cool, home, bye. That is the only time when it should be inferred that if you're only going for a hookup, that's how you should do it. Also, don't say to someone while shooting your shot, I bet you wouldn't answer me. Damn, you're right. I'm not going to answer you. What does that make me want to say to you? Oh, haha, guess what? I did. What's your next line? I bet you wouldn't know. How about that? That's what I would throw back at someone's face. That is just something you cannot do. I think it's so much better when you're bold and you're confident and you have that big dick energy when you're showing the person that you're interested in that you're interested in them. Doesn't matter if it's even for a hookup or if it's for someone that you want to pursue a potential something with. You showing that you have some sort of interest in some way or another by actually doing the work for it and putting in the work makes a world of difference. Even if it doesn't work out, the other person will admire that you have the confidence and that you didn't have such a big ego that you weren't afraid to shoot your shot. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, like he wouldn't answer me. She would never do that. Blah, blah, blah. You never know till you try. It's all trial and error till you get the job done. Stop being such scaredy cats. Also, this is the perfect time to test that out because guess what? You're really not going to go 
anywhere far. You're not going to be able to do much. You can't be in such a big scene. So you might as well just do it now because once everything is in the clear yet again, it's going to be so much fucking easier. And I can assure you of that. This concludes today's version of how to do better with shooting your shot. I hope you all took notes. I hope you all have ways to tell me how to better shoot my shot. If you don't agree with any of them, I would love to know. With Valentine's Day coming up, everybody is feeling the feels if they're single or they're trying to figure out a new way to spice something up in their relationship. And I think if you pretend to shoot your shot with your boyfriend or girlfriend, that would be hysterical. It's a new thing to do. And we're all in a time right now where dating is confusing. Talking to people and meeting people is such a weird thing to do because how else are you supposed to meet them? And especially if you're not on an app or something, you got to figure out what's right for you. And now I'm not saying every single method that I just talked about is something that you need to implement and what you do every single time you shoot your shot. All right. Just take some of it. If you're an in-person type situation, be bold. Swallow your pride. Walk up to the person. Be like, what's up? I'm so-and-so. What's your name? When you're taking the initiative, that's sexy. Strong and confident is sexy. Be bold. Be persistent. Don't be a creep. And shoot your motherfucking shot. Don't be afraid to do it. Let the fucking movement take you. Take this time, take this Valentine's Day, whether you're single or not, to learn how to better shoot your shot in any given situation. You can even implement this with a job or a friendship. Do what will benefit you in the long haul. That's the best I got for you. So I think today's post-grad doozy, I actually, I'm going to have two. One's going to be a statement and one's going to be a question. My question is, do people not know manners? I'm being straight serious. I have recently discovered that so many people, when you ask, oh, hi, how are you? Thank you. They don't reciprocate it to you. Like what's in the air that people just can't reciprocate? I don't care if you don't care how I'm doing or how someone else is doing. Just be a good person. That shows that you're not an asshole, honestly. So I want the answer to that question. If someone wants to DM me, text me, do whatever to let me know why people just don't use their manners anymore. I don't know if it's a COVID thing. It's a side effect of it. I have no fucking idea. But just tell me. I want to know why people just have stopped reaching out to people and seeing how they're doing when other people are reaching out to them or saying thank you for holding the door open for someone else. Tell me why there's no reciprocation I guess and now my statement today shoot your motherfucking shot don't be a little bitch bend and snap do what you gotta do to get that little you know special surprise you never know what will come out of it it could even turn into something that you never expected it to be whether that be a relationship a friendship some sort of networking opportunity honestly don't be afraid to just do anything take the risk I always tell you guys that but I'm truly implementing it and especially for valentine's day if you want a valentine go for it have fun with it. Who gives a shit? Shoot your shot and see what happens. I will leave you all with that for now. I have so many exciting things coming up. You guys are not even ready for it. First things first, we have a guest next week for a little Galentine's Day special. You've heard me talk about them one, two, three times, and I only thought that it was right to have a little Galentine's Day special with my favorite podcast. Well, second after Jappy Jaws, no offense, the Moral Hangover podcast. We are going to be doing a nice little Galentine's Day special next week for you guys. Victoria Bruno and Katie Dombrowski will be on Jappy Jaws. We have such a fun little exciting show for you guys. And then we will be talking about all things Galentine's Day, Valentine's Day, our lives. And I have a fun little game for them as well. So definitely be on the lookout for that. It is such a great way to bring a little light and little girl power on Valentine's Day, regardless if you are in a relationship or not. So please make sure you are on the lookout for that. I am so, so, so excited. So stay tuned. Make sure you are staying up to date on Jappy Jaws on our Instagram, aka me, at J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, and on my personal, at Lindsay Anya. 
L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. That is also my TikTok and my Twitter. And please, please, please remember to subscribe, like, review, rate, give some stars to Jappy Jaws on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening from. And once again, I cannot thank you guys enough for all your support and love on every single episode. It means the absolute world to me. And also, don't forget, shoot your motherfucking shot. And I will see you all next Thursday with the Moral Hangover Podcast. Thank you.